guys. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I wanted to talk a little bit about step parenting and the wonders and challenges and beauty of all of that. Um, and this is sort of an addendum to the podcast, uh, podcast 78 that I did that was about trying to control my emotions and my frustrations. Um, so my daughter, Erilyn is my stepdaughter. She came into my life when she was 10 years old and she's almost 16 years now. So we've had almost six years together to grow and, you know, figure out like what the parenting rhythm would be. And it's interesting because when she first came into the picture, um, I already had like this rhythm of how I parented uh, my then three children. I had, I had Cooper, who's now 19, but he was like, what would that, he would have been 13 at the time. Scarlett was about Erilyn's age. She was like nine at the time. And then I had Mia, who was seven. And Mia had just um, come out of the foster care system. And I was raising her. uh, Let's see, I was raising her, I believe, on my own at that time when Thomas came along. So I had this sort of like, I was very rigid, not rigid, but like, I had a specific way that I wanted to raise my kids and I was sort of just taking Mia and sort of folding her into that mix. You know, like we came home from school, we had a snack, we did homework, we went to bed on time, we got up on time, we got to school on time. And not that everything was perfect, but like I just had this rhythm that worked. Well, Erilyn and Thomas came from a different background because of what Erilyn's mother was going through um, towards the end of her life. And there was lots of ins and outs and outs and ups and downs and medical issues. And there wasn't as much of a rhythm. Um, and so it took a while for Erilyn and I to sort of like get in step with, um, you know, fitting into each other's lives. And I think that ultimately, you know, when you spend six years of the formative years with a child that's growing, there has a love bond has come between us. I love her very much. And, She is unique and different than any of the other four children that I have, and she has unique strengths, and she has unique uh, weaknesses that we work on as well, Um, but I just, I love her so much. I think she's a really cool um, kid, and one of the reasons that I want to kind of uh, do an addendum is because I went back and I listened to that podcast, and I was really upset. I, she in particular, she and my one other daughter are very big on talking back right now, And that's a hot button issue for me. And so even so, I had shouted at her and said, get out of my kitchen and kind of acted a little crazy, frankly, you know, a little bit of my crazy was showing for sure that day. So when I came home, she immediately came upstairs and she was, I can tell her little tell when she's nervous or like, she feels like out of step with me and, um, she was like, Hey, I just wanted to say, I was so sorry for the way I talked to you. And one of the things that we really value on our family is a pretty quick apology. Like we don't want to let things linger for a long time and that we value apologizing and I value apologizing to them and admitting what I've done wrong, just as much as they value apologizing to me. Well, they don't value it, but you know, it's been many years of us kind of basically coaching them through the importance of that. And now they've come to the fact that of understanding that it's just, if you want to be in a healthy relationship, you have to own your part in the conflict. And so she said that. And then, 
it happened so fast and I had had so much frustration, but then I had this like quick, like I was so frustrated. I was frustrated that morning about the doctor's appointment and the way that nurses had treated us and having the kids out of school. And I'm frustrated with COVID and having all my kids at the dining room table. And I'm just frustrated, you know? And then I blew up at Erilyn more than I would have normally over something like that, because normally talking back is actually a fairly regular occurrence in the house. And I just correct them and we move on. But I really blew up at her. And then I put the baby in the car and we went to the beach. And it really was a perfect solution because I had this like immediate, like come back to center moment, you know, like I'm with my baby, we're digging in the sand. It's really hard to stay in a bad mood when the sun is glinting in your eyes off of the Pacific ocean. It's just like, it's an immediate mood lifter for me. Right. And you know, the baby's like laying in the sand and making sand angels and getting all this sand in her hair. And I'm just, she's giggling and making me strawberry tea out of sand and you know I recorded that podcast and she actually at one point was like throwing sand at me so anyway we left and got home and then she was pooped out and so she got a nap and it was just like this sort of like full circle moment where I'm like damn I am not feeling that way at all anymore and so I really want to talk about the importance of a taking yourself out of a situation that's frustrating you and putting yourself in a totally different environment if you can. Now, not everyone can get to the beach, but you can probably get outside or you could go sit in your car or you could do something to distract yourself, whether it's listening to a podcast or a book or getting some exercise or journaling or whatever that is, watching a show that you enjoy, you know. Um, and then I also want to talk about like how cool it was that we were able to kind of come to this moment where she apologized. And then I just like engulfed her in my arms and she's can be a little prickly with me. Like she wants her dad's affection, but I am definitely not her first choice for a parent. Like she wants, she's the daddy's girl for sure. So I was like, Oh babe, you know, I think I said something like, you don't need to apologize to me. I'm I, my, I really overreacted and I blew it and I'm sorry. And then she started crying. And then first let me preface this by saying that she has never said, I love you to me. And that's hard because I love her and I know she loves me. And it's hard because I want to hear that, but it's also hard because I want her to be able to say that. I want her to say that freely to her friends, to a boyfriend, um, to people that she cares about in her life. I want her to be able to get and give love freely. And I want to be able to teach her how to do that. So it's really important to me. And there's really no reason that she's holding back. I mean, we have a good relationship. Um, there's, there's not really anything that's like holding her back except for that. She's got some block about it. And, um, so anyway, I said, I, when I engulfed her in my arms, I said, Oh, I love you so much. And she goes, she literally like got halfway through saying I love you and then she kind of like mumbled the end of it and it was like so cute I totally made eye contact with her and I almost like did the mom thing where I was like you almost said you love me but I didn't because you know I'm already embarrassing enough to my three teenage girls so anyway I just wanted to tell you guys how that kind of worked out and say um that you know, we have a very eclectic family here. We have, I have my two biological children from my divorce. 
we have one biological baby together. We have adopted a daughter together who's not biologically related to anyone in the house. And then Erilyn is Thomas's daughter, who is my stepdaughter. And um, we actually are working towards me adopting her. Sometime this summer, the paperwork should be final so that I will be her official adoptive mother. But it is very interesting to see, like, all it takes is consistency and time with a child. And being able to be like, hey, I'm not perfect. I screwed up. Um, But I love you. And I'm here. And my actions are showing that I care. Because... um, because I do. And I think like we ended up having this um, SAT prep thing and we had all three girls sit down just to, it was a Zoom call. And of course they're like, oh, seriously, Saturday, 1030, we have to sit here for an hour and watch this. Why, you know, why? And I think as they grow into adulthood and maturity and they see like, oh, my parents exposed me to knowing what the SAT was about. So I would have that option and not feel intimidated when my time came to, you know, go that route or my parents, like, I'm always like, chew with your mouth closed. Are you, I mean, there's, oh my gosh, you guys, I could name off a hundred things. Are your retainers in? Chew with your mouth closed. Sit with your legs closed. Have you washed your hands? Did you brush your hair today? Have you brushed and flossed your teeth? Like it is so repetitive. And that's with any child, but I think, I don't know. I just like, sometimes I just feel like they're going to get to the end of their childhood and the beginning of their adulthood, like I was, and be able to look back and say, wow, my mom and my dad really put a lot of time and effort into making us good humans. And they really cared enough to follow up with us and be repetitive with us. And you know, I really do try and cherish the memory of Erilyn's mother. We have a picture of her on um, our gallery wall, and we talk about her fairly regularly. And, you know, Erilyn's very, very, very beautiful. And I always say, you know, you're, you know, you look so much like your mom, you're beautiful. And I talk about like the attributes that she has that are po- the positive attribute attributes from her mother. Um, and I think that that's, that's an important part of her knowing that like I'm, I'm willing to hold that torch with her for her mom. And um, I don't know. I just think that step parenting is a really special thing. If you get the opportunity to do that. And um, I'm really, I'm really realizing what a blessing it is to have had this um, opportunity in my life to be her mama. And it's so funny. I think even last night she was snotty to me and I was like, I am your mother figure. (laughs) So maybe actually adopting her and making it official will, you know, kind of like pull some of that awkwardness away. But regardless, I mean, the love's there. I care about her and I want to care for her. I want to take care of her. I want to lead her into, I want to show her what it's like to be a great woman and to chase whatever dream that she has on her mind. And I also want to be the kind of mom that is reflecting back 
all the positive things that she is. I mean, she's just the superstar of a big sister. She's so good at being a big sister. She's so loving and caring. And she's great at giving affection. And she's smart. You know, she's funny. She's got a great sense of humor. She's got great style. She loves to put together outfits. But anyway, I'm going on and on because I love her. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to do a little addendum and let you know, like, that's how it is. That's how step parenting is. And I appreciate you listening.